Hey everybody, welcome to High Cheese. I'm your host Joe. And your host Paul. And uh, it's playoffs, baby. It's playoffs, and we're both still alive. I should. I was alive from the start. I'm closer to death than I've ever been. Yeah, you are close to death. But I, dude, I honestly. All right, so we'll identify, let's, let's talk last week, and then we'll get into this week. So last All week, right. when we last did the podcast, I was at Death's Tour and down by 40. And uh, two miracles occurred. The first miracle was that the San Diego Padres got my closer, Kirby Yates, a win with a walk-off grand slam by Francisco Mejia, who the team I played dropped two days before that, so he got no points. Yeah. He, Mike Miner, Mike Miner? Which one of the Mikes? One of the Rangers pitchers. Whichever one he Minor. had. Minor. Minor is... The yeah, starter. Minor. Yeah, okay. He Montgomery's on the Cubs. Yes. Minor didn't get a win because he the blown save happened. And then Kirby Yates got a win. And he got no points. So that put me into a position where I was down... The way it worked out after points was down by 17 at that point in the evening. With one player left to go for my team, which was Adam Wainwright. And who then, was that player? And Adam Wainwright, as you all recall, Joe made a cheesy joke if everything had to go Wainwright. And I said to Joe, I was like, I need like 19 points to feel safe because if he gets me there, I feel like I got this in the bag because I had a couple game-winning hits and stuff that needed to happen overnight that would like give me a couple more points. And I, just in case he had it, I wanted 19. And I was like, wouldn't it be awesome if Adam Wainwright just like vintage performance? I don't think he will. And Adam Wainwright threw a six-inning shutout with nine strikeouts and got me 30 points. So I won by 14 at the end of the night. Yeah, and moved I really on. can't. Be- I can't believe he, he showed up, dude. He showed up hard. So it was cool so too because there's like the that was drama. His best start in what two years? It's it gotta be. It's gotta be. Let's but, just uh, real quick look at Wayne Wright. It was cool because I was watching that game, and so there was the stakes where I had where I was like, I want to, I want to win now that I'm like, I'm alive. If he does this, I win. And then also that game tied the Cardinals and Dodgers for the wild card when he won that game. Uh-huh. So there was like real life stakes. There was all this energy. Like Wainwright was striking people out and he would like throw his fist up and he's like really pumped up the whole time too. Yeah. I felt like he was doing it for me, you know? Yeah. He knew the DAA legends needed him. <laughs> he actually, he wasn't quite as bad as I thought he was this year when he did pitch. He, pitched he was some, hurt a lot. Well, he was hurt. Yeah. Most of the yeah. year, but um, I thought he had gotten blown up like the entire time he'd been pitching. Um, no, he'd been but, okay, but nothing like that game. No, and last year, what were his numbers? He had a 5.11 ERA in 23 starts. So, uh, And the year before that, he had a 4.62 ERA in 33 starts. So, yeah, you got a pretty rare uh, sighting of, of vintage Wayne right there. Yeah, it was like a magical. It was legitimately magical. I felt, yeah. I felt the baseball magic in my fingertips with my decision to start him. Yeah, so propelled you into the playoffs, and now you're you're in pretty good position right now. Yeah, I'm up uh, right now. I'm up one seventy eight ninety seven on Sean, who I'm playing the number one seed. Which if I beat him, I'll be in the finals. Yeah. Um, and kind of got lucky too in that all my good pitchers have two start weeks. And I told you that last week when you were losing. I was you're saying, like, if, if you, you can just, just get through out, this, yeah. Yeah, if you could hold out, you're in a really good position for next week. Um, the only thing that sucks there is if you do make the finals, you don't have your good pitchers going twice in the final. Yeah, I'll get one start each. But, but you know, yeah. you take what you take. Did uh, Nola pitch well? No, nah, he pitched He pitched oh, to he pitched, a no decision. He pitched 12, 
12 points, yeah. no decision. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah, he no, didn't go I think super deep, but it wasn't a bad start. I do still think, like we said last week, he's tired, but I do think that he's got enough uh, fight in the tank for his. He has a start Sunday, and then I'll have one more start. Uh, but for him, the stakes, I think, if he's. Because he is a pretty competitive dude. The mm-hmm. next two starts he has are both against the Braves that could determine oh, you the know, Phillies you know beating him? the Braves. No, like. He's competitive. Oh, you, you, you guys are friends? You know? Best friends. No, the oh, only okay, cool. the only guy who's an all-star I'm friends with on Facebook is Zach Britton. All right. <laughs> but, no, Aaron Nola, uh, he's got his next two starts are against the Braves, and the Braves have been slipping a little bit, and the Phillies and Braves, the Braves still have, like, a five-game lead, I think, in the NL East or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Phillies play them a bunch in the next – they have five-and-a-half-game lead. The Phillies play them a bunch, so if they can win, they could – they could beat the Braves. Uh, and Nola starts twice. He starts this game on Sunday, and then the last game of the season is against the Braves where he pitches. Um, so I feel like he's also got to show up for the Phillies and my fantasy team. So, Aaron Nola, if you're listening, which you're not and never will be, uh, <laughs> show up, man. All right? Show up. I don't know, man. That's a pretty long shot that they beat out the Braves. It is, but it it's lined up that they play them a bunch. So it I know. It, it is lined up nicely, but... Yeah, I mean, they'd, I don't... they'd have to sweep them the whole time, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, unlikely, but, um, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about, we wanted to talk, again, this will be a brief podcast, um, unfortunately this week I have a Personal funeral. Personal issues. Yeah, I have a funeral, we can just say it, I got a funeral going on, um, so, got a lot that we're doing, wanted to, wanted to still talk baseball, and for our dedicated listeners, <laughs> um, Chad. so, yeah, Dad. Our dedicated listener. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so Joe and I are both in the semifinals right now, which makes for good content. Uh, it'd be even better if we both made it to the finals next week, so we could, you know, talk trash and stuff. Yeah. Um, but one of the things we were talking about earlier today that we will talk about on this podcast for you fantasy players is this is the time of year when you got to make weird decisions because obviously you're not going to drop any of your keepers because you don't want anyone else to nab them. Yeah. But like. If somebody's a star and they're playing like garbage and you're in the playoffs, but there's a hot hand, you got to make that choice. And it's so weird, the players that will propel you to championships. Um, that, do you, do you want to share what you texted me earlier today, Joe? Uh, just what I was planning on doing, or did I text you like a funny thing? Well, a funny thing. You said, thinking about dropping Travis Shaw, I need your permission. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just needed to make sure, like, you know... Travis Shaw hasn't been that good. I just needed to make sure that uh, that wasn't crazy to do. I don't know. Like and I don't, has, I don't think has, it was. He has four hits in his recent games that you can see on your desktop on ESPN. Two of them are home runs. Like, he has, like, three positive games, and everything else is pretty much zero or .5 or, or negative. So, like, I don't know. I just felt like... Sorry, dog. Like long term, I would I would have held on to him this season, obviously. But uh, in the short term, I need to win now. So I picked up Framil, Framil Reyes, however you say his name, who's uh, dude. The Padres as a whole are hitting. It's weird. Yeah, I know. Well, I know Hunter, Hunter Renfro was one of those motherfuckers though that I picked up like twice in the middle of hot streaks, and every time I picked him up, he didn't do a goddamn thing. (laughs) (coughs) Yep. Oh, you all right? Yeah, dying? I'm just dying. Yeah, choking, dying. That's yeah, like fine. like David Dahl 
I've had him like three times, and every time I have him, he doesn't fucking play because they face lefties, and he just sits on the bench. So then I drop him, and then they face a bunch of righties, and he goes on a tear. So I pick him up again, and then he faces lefties, and he doesn't play. It's so frustrating. Yeah, it's a weird time because also in September when the playoffs happen in fantasy, is you have the splits that happen like that. But also you have the forty man rosters. So Yeah. Like so people start losing time to just to rest, yeah, rest and to, espe- to whatever. And it's especially playoff teams, so some of your best players take games off. So you gotta like really mix and match. Uh and so I'm thinking right now, I, t- I told you two guys, Elvis Andrus, who's not been playing super well. I've had him because he has had like some stretches. Uh-huh. But I think because my offense has been ice cold. My pitching has been fantastic. My offense has been ice cold. I don't want to um, hear it, Paul. Well, and so Andrus, I think I want to. There's a couple guys I'm looking at, and then the other one that sucks is Eddie Rosario, is probably missing the rest of the season because he uh, hurt his quad again. Yeah, but to be fair, Eddie Rosario has been a chump for like a couple months. His now. last he game, he hit a home run and had seven points. Yeah, but prior to that, what was he doing? Yeah, he did slow down a lot. I mean, he's been pretty consistently like he'll hit a home run at least once a week, even I mean, he's when he's got he was overall slumping. numbers. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I definitely, as soon as they confirm he's gone, I got to drop him and pick someone up so I have another player, um, which just kind of sucks because I, I like Eddie Rosario. He's been good this year. Yeah, um, I like him too. He's a quality player. But, but an example of the weirdness of September is you were texting me about Giancarlo Stanton earlier being awful this week, and Steven Piscotti is my leading scorer in fantasy this week. Fuck you. You're getting he, by with Steven Piscotti. Giancarlo Stanton has 10 points in his last week. Steven Piscotty has 28, and 24 of those, 24 and a half of those are in the last two days with two home runs and nine RBIs. Uh, this is the kind of week Stanton's having on the 15th, which would have been what, Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, he hit a home run. Great, right? That sounds awesome. One RBI, one run, but he had 4.5 points because he struck out, what, three times? <laughs> That motherfucker. Yeah, I'm, so I'm at the point, honestly, where I was thinking I might honestly just keep – I'm going to keep Trevor Bauer on it, obviously. I'm going to keep Glaber Torres, and I'm going to keep Freddie Freeman. But I might just keep Robbie Ray at a dollar again. He hasn't been that good this year. He's starting to get better now. But uh, he's a, he, he, he's not going to go for a dollar as a redraft. Yeah, exactly. Like, and he's not, it, like, not? Or, he's not like an ace, but like he's a good pitcher for a dollar. Yeah, I could have if I can like draft two other good pitchers with Bauer and have Robbie Ray as like a fourth or something for a dollar. Like fuck it, I'll take it. So yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see how it plays out. Cause Granky, while he's not an ace really anymore, he he pitches pretty well. He's only like 13. So I don't know. I, so I, I don't think I'm gonna keep Stanton though. Like you've been saying all year. But I'm not gonna keep him, and he's gonna put up like 900 fantasy points next year. He's gonna hit 400 home runs. On, on like season. Timmy's team. No, probably on your fucking team. <laughs> I do. I do have a a, nat, a niche for. So no, I will say. So you we talked about OG curse earlier in the year. I do have a weird thing. So like, most of the time players perform for my team, unlike uh-huh. yours. But every season, there's at least one dude who just like drastically sucks for my team. By the way, uh, side Correa? note. Well, Chris Bryant too. Oh yeah, but he was a trade, and you traded. He got. He wasn't he already injured when you traded for him? No, he's playing. He just uh, got hurt like right away. But side note to that, I want to pause on this thought just for a second. The A's are beating the Angels twenty-one to two right now. I know. I saw that. Holy shit. Yeah. 
Piscotti's not even in the game anymore because he has 11 points and they just took him out because they're just pounding them. Uh, I wish I had... I was thinking about uh, streaming Edwin Jackson. He definitely is getting a win. Yeah, I was should've thinking st- about it too. But Should have streamed Edwin Jackson, but who could have <laughs> predicted that would have happened? It's a weird game too. They only have three home runs. Yeah, they're just pounding the Angels pitching. That's so brutal. Yeah, and like, look at their lineup. They have... Uh, Martini leading off. Who the fuck is Martini? <laughs> I I love He's three for six with a home run and two RBIs. So I have so. Matt Olson and Steven Piscotti, so I have like a little bit of vested interest in the A's. Uh-huh. But I love that the A's lineup is just a bunch of like weird dudes who no one wants that are like yeah. playing so well. Yeah, and like Chad Pinder at third base and uh uh Mark Mark Canna. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Laureano, who's like a young guy who came up recently. Yeah, dude. Yeah, they just it's have such this... a fucking weird. Like, why are they good? Their pitching isn't even that good. Why are they good? Dude, why is Trevor Cahill pitching like he did when he was on the A's yeah, as a youngster? That's like, some bullshit. Like Trevor Cahill having a resurgence. Like, I don't. I. It's really weird. I wish I streamed Edwin Jackson though, because I was thinking about. It. I have an extra start to play with, and I should have done that. Damn it. Uh, Trevor Cahill fell off recently. Yeah, but he still pitched well for most of the season, which is bizarre in and of itself. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so just wanted to quickly highlight that. Back to uh, players that suck for my team. So, yeah, Carlos Correa this year has just been either hurt or complete garbage when he plays. Um, and that kind of happens to me every year, sort of. I'm just trying to think. I, I There's another one. I'm going to go back real quick to last year while we talk about my, my, uh, my star curse. Like, I'll get over performances and then a star curse. Uh-huh. Um, I want to say last year it was Buster Posey who he hit 320, but he hit 12 home runs for the season and he averaged 2.7 as a like guy who didn't do that normally. Yeah, I feel like Buster Posey has been that guy for a couple years now. Yeah, but like I don't know. Like he arguably had a better year last year than he did two years ago. Now less RBIs. Yeah, 67 RBIs is, like, nothing for him because yeah. he, he at least could do that. Um, and then the guy who overperformed for me last year was Justin Smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Get the like, fuck out I, of here. I, I get, I definitely, Buster Posey did? Yeah, I definitely get lucky, like, with a guy, like, overperforming, but I also get unlucky with a guy who's supposed to do stuff doing nothing. So it's not just you cursing people like John Carlos Stanton. I also have, like... There's always one guy on my team who just does nothing. But my thing is, all of my major players, with the exception of Trevor Bauer, uh, are underperforming from last year. <laughs> Every single one of them. Wilson Contreras. Uh, I argue Freddie Freeman has more points, but he's played in more games and has less home runs. Um, so he's like off his pace of last year. Um, even, like, Yuli Gurriel, who I picked up, you know, at some point this season, is having a worse year. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton is having a far worse year. Andrew McCutcheon is having a far worse year. Uh, George Springer is having a far worse year. <laughs> Robbie it's Ray kinda, is having a far worse year. Zach Greinke. Uh, to be fair, I told see. you Robbie Ray would have a worse year. Yeah, but a far worse year. Zach Greinke is having a worse year. Um so, I mean, Trevor Bauer was having a way better year, but he ended up getting hurt. I think the rest of my pitching staff, I didn't even draft. I've, they've just I picked them up along the way. So, uh, that's what I mean. I mean, you have a guy like George Springer, and uh, 
I mean, he just fucking been so mediocre. And I traded such a good fucking player for him. <laughs> Who could be your fourth keeper? Who could be my fourth fucking keeper. And I thought I was getting one of the top players in the league. And, uh, for example, last year he hit 283 with 34 home runs and 84 RBIs, 112 runs scored. And this year he's batting 266 with 20 fucking home runs, 64 Wait. RBIs, and 96 runs. Keep in mind, he only played 140 games last year. He hit 34 home runs in 140 games last year. He's going to play more games this year, hit way less home runs, and he's not going to top out his RBI total from last year. Yeah, you might curse people worse than I do. So what the fuck is that, George fucking Springer? Are you kidding me? So do you drop George Springer for a hot hand, Joe? Uh, no, he's been hitting pretty decently recent, decently recently. Uh, he's come, September's been a good month for him, but I traded for him in what, June? Yeah. Um, when we thought no, Ozzy Albies would May, drop off, which, end, which he, Ozzy he Albies has, he has. only hit two more home runs after you traded him. No. He hits 22 home runs. He hit 20 when you traded him. No, he didn't. He had like 14. I, I thought look, you tra- Look, you we can check exactly... Oh yeah, we can look at his tran- yeah, look at his transaction log. I traded him on June 2nd. So let's look. Ozzy, he didn't have 20 home runs by June 2nd. Dude, he had like 14 in one month. He had 12 in May, didn't he? I, I just recall he didn't do a lot. He admittedly dropped off, but he, there, I he remember did, he, he like, did. He did. But he had like a grand slam than- like the day after you traded him or something like that. But, like, all of his numbers are at least in line with Springer's, and he's played more because he wasn't hurt. Yeah. Um, and he has stolen bases, which Springer hasn't done. Let's see. What day did I say? June 4th? Yeah. All right, so I'll, I'll start at the 5th. He hit three home runs that month after I traded him. Okay, so he did hit some. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait for it. I'm ready. Yeah, I am too. I baseball reference glitched out on me. What the fuck? It's just coming up with an empty box. <laughs> He's done nothing since you traded him. Apparently. Let me reload the page. I mean, you know, let's not be bitter about past moves that we made. But uh, I'm pretty fucking bitter about it. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> sho- it's not showing me, so I'll have to count them up manually. One, two... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's hit eight home runs since I traded for him. Now I'm curious. Let's see how many George Springer has hit since I traded oh, for him. Oh, man. Don't do this. <laughs> this is such a rabbit hole. Like, you start comparing. <laughs> I was doing that with Jose Barrios and, uh, and Greinke for so long. And luckily, that ended up going in kinda my like, favor. They kind of, like, fell apart, both of them. And then Greinke got better. Yeah, Greinke never really fell apart. He just wasn't being good. Yeah, and Barrios Barrios got tired and started to plummet. Yeah, which I thought would happen. One, two, three. Barrios still had a really good year, dude. Six, seven. George Springer has hit seven home runs. Albies has hit eight. eight. (laughs) So, dude. Yeah, bad trade. That's what I'm dealing with over here, Paul. Well, there was a point in time when I was evaluating and comparing Chris Bryant to Eric Hosmer because I traded, like, three players (laughs) for Chris Bryant, and Hosmer was outperforming him for, like, much of the season and admittedly, like, had a better season points-wise. But Yeah, but uh, you don't want Hosmer. Chris Bryant's numbers, actually, despite the fact that he's hit, like, no home runs, and he was hurt a lot, he is hitting, like, 10 points higher than – or 
15 points higher than Eric Hosmer. He only has yeah. five less home runs despite being hurt all year. So, like, I mean, Chris Bryant is a better player than Eric Hosmer, but I was, like, looking at that, I was like, oh, God. Oh, God, what did I do? Yeah, Chris like, Bryant's also averaging more points when he does play, so. Yeah, he's a better That's, player. It's it, yeah, it's yeah. easy to look at, but yeah. it was really frustrating for a little while because he kept getting hurt and then just being terrible, and it was the worst. But, yeah, no, uh, trades looking back is not fun when you do that. But, uh, anyhow, yeah, best wanna... of luck. Best of luck. I need I it, hope. man. I need it. I started this week. I, Dude, that's one last thing I wanted to talk about. Sitting on my couch, have my phone in my hand, about to open the fantasy app. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to go take a piss. I got to remember jo- to, to sit John fucking Gray when I get back to the couch. I go, I pee, I grab some water, I sit down, I start watching Ozark or some shit. Completely fucking forget. Go to check my team on my way to bed at like 1030. John fucking Gray already has like negative ten points. Yeah, you have a negative nineteen, right? Paul, I almost <sighs> ran out in the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> it's my greatest regret, dude. Like, I was gonna fucking do it. I was, I was about to do it, and then I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go take a piss. Like, Lauren started talking to me. I was watching something on TV. I was distracted. Put my phone down and just didn't fucking remember to do it. And it was that thing, you know, when you like you want to remember something. And you put your phone down and you're like, I have to remember to do that before 10 o'clock. And then you completely fucking forget. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's my greatest regret. I would feel so much better if I had that 20 points back. Yeah, you're I'd still, still be losing, the... but I'd still be right. I'd be right there. Yeah, I think I still feel like you have a good chance. I Brad's team, Brad, as you shared, Brad was shocked he made the playoffs. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't know he made the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I feel like you still have a good choice. He has a weird self-destructive thing tonight where Tanaka pitches against Eduardo Rodriguez. I know. I hope they both get rocked. And I, I don't want to say that about Tanaka and the Yankees because they yeah. need to win. But I hope they both get rocked and Stanton hits four home runs and they do win. I mean, it's pretty unlikely that Stanton hits four home runs. Well, he'll hit um, four home runs, but he'll strike out 20 times and it'll cancel it out. Yeah, that sounds like it feels like a fair thing. Yeah. And I think um, it would happen. Yeah. All right, so uh, do you want to do um, Womack? Womack yep. it up? Yeah, yep. let's move to the Womack. So uh, I got a good one here. This is a deep cut, real deep cut. Okay. This is a player who played for, like, no time in the majors, and one of those ones that you're just, you know, walking down the street and a name pops into your head, and you're like, why am I thinking about this guy? Like, mm-hmm. why is this guy's name in my head? Mm-hmm. So mine is pinch hitter. That's his primary position. I love when I find that when I Google these guys. That's a good. That's how you know you got a good one. Yeah, Mac. pinch hitter, outfielder, and first baseman, Eric Valent. Wait, sorry, you broke up. What was it? Eric Valent. Eric Valent. That name so, is er- so familiar, but I can't Eric place Valent any of it. Played for five seasons, and he played for two hundred and five <laughs> games. Hey, he was he like had- an everyday player for the Mets in 04. Yeah, one season. His 162 game average, which is weird and skewed because he didn't play a lot, was 234, 10 homers, and 29 RBIs. <laughs> uh, his full season in 04, he hit 267 with 13 homers and 34 RBIs in 130 games. He was. I mean, to be fair, he probably wasn't an everyday player, but he played in 130 yeah, games. Yeah, he only so. got. I get 300 plate appearances. So, yeah, that was a lot of pinch hitting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Eric Valent. Not a good player. He was a Philly for two years. I don't remember that at all. And then a uh, Met. Or a, a, red, a red, red 
and then a Met for two years, and then he was gone by age 28. So he was uh, just like a flame-out dude. But, yeah, deep cut there, Eric Valent. Um, that's funny. Are you looking at his baseball reference? Yeah, his picture's really funny. Yeah, his picture looks like he's like a Make-A-Wish kid <laughs> that went to Mets training camp or something, and they gave him a hat and then took a picture with him. It's definitely it looks like his hat's too big for him. Yeah, and there's weird. This is weird stuff happening in that picture. You can't really see his hair like under his hat, so he looks like he's like a cancer patient or something. It's very weird. I don't yeah. like looking at it. I'm gonna Eric close the Valen. window. That's that's a super deep cut. Mine's like the opposite of a super deep cut. Definitely a guy you'll remember. Uh, not a very noteworthy player, but a re- a memorable player, I would think. Um, catcher, third baseman. Brandon Inge, dude. Brandon Inge was Brandon like, Inge? Brandon he was, Inge. He was a gamer, man. Like, not a great he, player. He had like one good year, right? Or like one like his his best year. He had a couple years, so I, he was a. I think of him as a tiger. Yes, yes, he was a tiger pretty much his whole career. Let he spent seventy four games in Oakland and fifty in Pittsburgh at the very end of his career. Right, his so best year was oh six. He batted 253 with 27 home runs, 83 RBIs. That's pretty good. He had one other year with over 20 home runs, and he batted and that 230 was, that yeah, year. Yeah, 230 that 2009 yeah. year. And yeah, his, I feel uh, like his he was an all-star that four year, year wasn't though. too bad. Yeah, I feel like he started off hot that year, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong, though. But his 162-game average is not great. 233, 16 home runs, 69 RBIs. Um, Dude, but honestly, if he was a catcher, which he was for a decent chunk of time there, that was yeah. Some- like yeah, solid yeah, yeah. catcher. Yeah, he I mean he was good for ten to twenty home runs, two fifty ish average most of his career in, in his peak years and catchers generally I mean they moved him to third base, I think, at some point or um you know, but they don't have a very long long peak, so uh yeah, Brandon Inge. I like the it. In- Ingeman, you know? I feel like for people that aren't avid baseball fans, he is kind of a deep cut though. But, Probably, uh, yeah. I yeah. feel like I'm, he. I, f- I feel like that was like. I don't know. I remember Brandon Inch so well. He was always a guy. I feel like I got in uh, another one of those video game guys who was always around like late in the draft, and like as a catcher, you're like, oh, Brandon Inch isn't that bad. I'll get him as a catcher. I feel like he also had like I'm trying to I'm looking at his Wikipedia because I feel like why I think of him the most is I think he had an ESPN web gem that was played like over and over for a season. So give me a sec here. I think I can find this. Oh yeah, there it is. I kind of feel like you're right. Second item about him. So it talks about he was born blah blah blah. He was a super utility dervish. I don't know what that means from Jason Stark. <laughs> In 2006, his diving stop and subsequent throw from his knees to put out Gary Bennett in an interleague game on June 25th against the Cardinals earned him the ESPN Defensive Player of the Year for a third baseman. That is what I think about Brandon Inge. I picture that play. I can see it in my mind's eye. Against who? The Cardinals. Oh, I got it up. You got it? Yeah. uh, I just put in Brandon Inge diving stop, and it popped up. Is it cool? Is it as cool as I remember? Oh, it's it's pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah, I remember this being like nuts. Do you, you have it pulled up? Also, dude, video from two thousand six looks like I it's know, actually it, from the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like shitty quality on like YouTube or whatever. Dude, that though. play is insane. Right? Like he he like get he because it's not a, just a dive. He like full extension mid air dives and then throws from his e- his knees beyond the line. Um. I feel like it's a play we see every once in a while, you know. But not the the yeah. dive is just really gnarly. Like 
He's like three feet off the ground in the air. <laughs> yeah, that's. And then the throw from the knees out there is well, just Well, the throw like, from the knees is like he's in the middle of nowhere when he throws that. That's awesome. Yeah. He's like pretty much in he, left field. He's where the umpire is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, I that's I think that's why he's Pudge like burned into first. my head. Wait, really? I think so. It says Rodriguez on the back of his jersey. He's like a short little guy. I don't I didn't I don't remember that happening. But the Yeah, man. That was uh, a yeah, that's, that's Pudge. I, I don't know. Was Pudge number seven for the Tigers? I don't remember him playing for the Tigers at all, but... You don't remember him playing yeah. for the Tigers? He was the catcher for the Tigers. He never played first base. Are you sure? Uh, it doesn't have it. the games at first base from what I'm looking at. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe what he did. What number was he? What Rodriguez played first base for the Tigers? He was number seven for the Tigers, though, so maybe he did. Yeah, 0408 Tigers. Yeah, it was him. It was him, yeah. man. Come on. I know Pudge. I know his stature and his broad face. You're... <laughs> he was one of my favorites. We talked about that. Your first favorite player. Yeah, that wasn't a Yankee. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Love me some Pudge. All right. Let's wrap this shit up. All right, uh, everybody. Lay off the high cheese. We'll talk Bye. to you next week. That might be our, our last episode, so tune in. Oh, yeah. Or don't. We'll find out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>